Mulligans and Hackers Golf podcast episode nine. I'm Chris, and we got Alvin over here sitting by the fire yet again, wrapping up our season tonight with our final podcast for this season. For season one, yes, yes we'll put season one to bed. Yep, we, we we will have some podcasts throughout the winter here and there when things come up, but this will be our official end to our season one of our podcast. Season number one, yeah, in the books. Yeah, I think that's this is a good time to put it to bed. Absolutely. I think we've got maybe just less than three weeks left in our golf season, if the weather holds. If the weather holds, I believe I was talking to Mac down at Cottonwood the other day, and he said that uh, they're going to start blowing up their sprinklers, I think, around the 21st of October, which gives us a couple more weekends to play golf, as long as the weather stays good. But, I mean, here in southern Alberta, that could turn in a hurry. Yeah, you never know. No. Uh, last time we were on the podcast, we talked to uh, talked about uh, our season, and uh, we had promised everybody we'd talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup that was upcoming. Yep. So, so that happened. So it this was, was it was my first Ryder Cup, right? And so, what did you your, think? Your first Ryder Cup? No. Uh, well, I mean, this is the first one that I've really watched a lot of. Yeah. I I have tuned into um, different highlights and different days of it in the past. But I haven't followed it near as much as I followed it this year. Um, so I knew the format, but I didn't really pay as okay. much attention. In so, the past. so explain the format because I'm still not 100 sold on what the format is. I okay. do, I do know Team Europe, Team USA. Yeah, so I get t- that. so Team Europe, Team USA. Um, essentially, they they pick their teams. They, so the teams are picked. They come in uh, first day. You have morning four foursomes. So it's either uh, best ball or it's four ball. Uh, and they do that on Friday, and they do that on Saturday. They have morning and afternoon, and they play as teams. And then Sundays uh, is where all the po- basically all the points are on the line. They split it down into 12 individual matches between the, uh, the European players and the American players. So every match is worth one point. Um, you can have it so that the U.S. wins one point, or the, Amer- or the Europeans win one point, or they split and they each get half. Right. Uh, in order to maintain the cup, if you already had it, so Europe was the defending champions coming in. In order to maintain the cup, they had to get 14 points. They no, they no, only they needed 14. USA needed 14. Correct. To take to Europe take needs cup. 14 because right. if they got 14, then the most the Americans could get was 14 and be a tie. Right. Uh, and the tie goes to the the defending champions. Right. So the Americans needed 14 and a half points um, to take the cup back. They got off to a rip-roaring start. Yep, uh, it was a shit-stomping. Yes, the uh, the first the first three sessions were 3-1, 3-1, 3-1 for the Americans. So it was a 9-3 lead after... After the first three sessions of... That, uh, that would have been Friday and Saturday? Uh, that would have been leading into Saturday afternoon. Yeah. That it was 9-3. to three. Yeah, that was... I think that put uh, Team Europe on their heels. I was going to talk about uh, the teams. Yeah. The USA put together a really... Probably the it, best team they've ever had. It, it may not have been the most cohesive team... But even at the end, Kepka and Bryson hugged each other, and they they had their moment, which... They're all a bunch of fools. It leads me to believe that I was right earlier when these clowns were doing this just to get a part of that money that the PGA was putting up for the social media. I'd I'd have to agree with that. Um, Um, Dustin Johnson was the oldest American player at 37. So not terribly old. Justin Thomas was there. uh, 
yeah, Justin Thomas was there. Colin Moore Cowell was an absolute stud for the Americans. And then, in contrast, yep, I look at the team Europe brought. Yes, they were mostly veterans. And yeah, they were like, I mean, Rory was there, but he's getting long in the tooth. And and Rory didn't really do a whole lot nope. until until his uh, until a singles match so, on Sunday. So my opinion, when it comes to putting teams together like that, and again, I don't know a lot about golf and well, whether it's golf or any sport, really. Right. So. <laughs> You have John Rahm, who's yes. the best player in the world. Yes, and yeah, he's does, the future of the European and, team. And, and it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what you know, PGA Player of the Year and all that BS. Uh, John Rahm is the best player in golf right now. Hundred percent. So next, well, I guess next two is, years, two in two years, two years, yeah, because the, pre, the president's, president's cup. cup is next. Right. So, so for you, those of you that don't know, the president's cup also pits the United States team against everybody not named Europe. Right. So that'll take place next year. Right. In and 2022. I think, uh, Mike Weir played on that squad once upon a time. I do believe I so. Believe there so. has been a history of Canadians playing in that in that event. So um, that'll be something I'll be really interested in next year. Yeah, we this, we have some top end Canadians yeah. who could like Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah. Those guys could potentially push for a spot on that roster and that for sure. Cool. And yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be following that. Absolutely. But getting back to Europe, they need to surround Rom because I think they had Victor Hovland on that team. Yeah, Victor Hovland is going as, to be as a, a young guy. He'll be a guy that's a staple. He was the there. youngest guy in the field. Right, so he'll be a staple on Team Europe for a while now. But I think they got to get rid of the Poulter. Well, Poulter is such a stud. That's probably his, la- that's I, I probably his last Ryder Cup. I but yes. It. Yes, I get it. But uh, you need to surround Rom with guys that are young and hungry. Yes. and I Because think- I, I look at the U.S., and this is my first Ryder Cup. Yep. And I look at how hungry and young the U.S. squad was. And they were they were chomping at the bit to get at this. And I looked at Europe, and Europe was let's go through the motions. We could do it if we go through the motions. And the only one that I saw that had a lot of emotion, uh, other than Rom, was the the guy who played with Lowry. Lowry. Yes, Shane Lowry. Shane. He was a Ryder Cup rookie, right? Uh, but he played extremely well. And I'm not a huge fan of Hatton. No, I'm not uh, a big fan of Hatton. Either. He just. He's Europe's just chirpy, just to himself. He, he's he's Europe's to shamble. But you know in, what? In my opinion. After coming out of that tournament, I have a lot of respect for Bryson. And and speaking of DeChambeau, where the Americans really took over and, and I think won this tournament was their length off the tee. Uh, the the, uh, the Europeans so couldn't contend with that. Hole number one Sunday morning. Yes. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau hits the green. Yeah, it's, it, a, it's a par four. And then steps up and drains a massive forty long foot putter, forty foot eagle. Putter. For Eagle. Yep. And he's playing Sergio Garcia. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. I really I really want to see how you come out of this. And there's another guy that I would definitely rethink on the team for next time is Sergio Garcia. Correct. Again, getting long in the tooth, has been doing this forever. Yep. Um, you yeah, know, and I mean, vi- they took... Victory, con- victories aren't always around the corner for these guys, right? Well, they so- took contrast- or contrasting approaches, right? I mean, the Americans went young. Mm-hmm. You know, they took the risk and they, they went young. But, I mean, they also had... I think eight of the top ten golfers in the world on their team, and the only one that wasn't on the Europe or uh, the American team was Oosthuizen, right. who's South African, right. and so he can't play. He can play in the Presidents Cup, but he couldn't play in this right. one. Right. So outside of that, the top nine of the top ten golfers in the world were there, and Rob's right. the only one on Europe. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so again I, th- I think in two years we'll see a different shape to the European team I'm thinking absolutely so that, that'll be something to look forward there, to there's some good young players not only in the PGA side but also on the European tour where um, Europe kind of has a they have a point system yep. where you have to earn your spot 
They all they have their their or their uh, what's it called their captain's picks. Right. But for the most part, they use points off the European tour as well to make, to get their players to play because a lot of their guys play over there. But Victor Hovland's going to be a staple. John Rahm's going to be the leader of that team for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you see Rory back maybe once more yeah, as kind of kind of a you leader, bet. right? You like a Dustin Johnson type yep. like this year. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, coming into this year, Dustin Johnson hadn't had a lot of success in the Ryder Cup. True. And this year he went 5-0. and oh. He yeah. was unbeaten. There you go, right? Yeah. Um, I think an unsung guy on Team USA that that uh, I really thought was cool being on the team was Harris English. Absolutely. I thought that was cool. Well, he earned his way on towards the end of the year by his play, right? right. He he uh, he w- w- wasn't he in one of those long playoffs? Yes. Uh, towards he, the end of yeah, the year and he I, won it. And he won it. Yeah, it was yep. uh, yeah, it was 8 plus. Uh, yeah, I think that was like the 6 or 7 hole playoff. Yeah, playoff in that one. Yeah. Cuz they were just going back and forth and then he managed to win. So, going back to Harris English, it was nice to see him on the team. He was a Ryder Cup rookie. Yeah, I actually like him. Yeah, I really like Harris English. I thought he was a great pick to be on that team. Yeah, and uh, I I think that the American team coming in was heavily favored, yes. uh, on, at least on paper. Yes, I, I agree. Everybody was talking about how Europe has won so many in the last dozen or whatever, but they I don't think they ever faced a team like this. Well, that they was, didn't really that, have a chance. That was hungry. Yeah, I mean, I look at all the quality golfers that was on Team USA, and, and then you look at Team Europe and go, well, who on Team Europe other than Rom? It's going to beat any of these guys. That's right. That's right. Nobody has the distance off the tee, right? And that's no. something that they decided to go with a heavy veteran approach. And, I mean, it didn't pay off. No. Nope. And, and typically when you're... The and this ho- might have been the last kick at the can for that veteran group as well. Correct. Right? And, and when typically when you're the host nation, you're expected to win. And, I mean, what with everything else going on in the world and not being able to have the European fans there and stuff, it wasn't a typical Ryder Cup feel. Because usually those European fans get they'll tra- they travel well and it gets crazy. I mean, the Americans were drinking beer on the tee box before they teed off. I can't even remember who that was, but they chugged two beers the one morning. And it's it's just about having a having fun. But it really meant something to those guys to clinch the points and get the get the win and bring the Ryder Cup back. Um, I, I loved when they asked DJ at the uh, press conference. They're like, "Hey, DJ, you know what? With your age, do you think uh, you got the stamina to uh, out party these guys tonight?" And he's like, "Absolutely!" And, and everybody just lost their mind. It was awesome. That was brilliant. And I mean, good for them. And and whatever my opinions are on some of the players for US and Europe, but for that matter, I really enjoyed that that aspect of of golf as as the Ryder Cup. I've watched a little bit of golf this year, and that by far was outside of the Masters. Yep. Because I absolutely adore the Masters. Yep, yep. Outside of the Masters, it's the best event I watched. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, I was quite happy with how it turned out. I mean, there are a couple things coming out of there. I wasn't a huge Bryson fan towards the end of the year. I was kind of losing respect for him. But after watching the Ryder Cup... I I really liked how he handled himself. I liked how he uh, was with his opponents. Uh, I liked how he played the game, and and he just stepped on their throats when he when he had yeah, to. Yeah. And, I mean, and and he actually acknowledged the fans throughout it as well. Absolutely. And I mean, I have complete respect for him uh, for that. One player I still hate is as Brooks. He's just <laughs> like just there was the one. Uh, he was arguing with one of the rule officials oh, over yeah. something and just losing his mind about well, it. And well, if I break my wrist, wrist or something, he's like, it's, it's on it's, you. It's on you, you fucking too. He even swore at the fucking officials. It's just what unacceptable. A, what a clown. Uh, Bryson may be a little bit 
I don't know if he's totally changed my my outlook. He's on a little him. bit showboaty, but that's just yeah. his personality, right? Because yeah, he, he can drive it. He just participated in the world's longest drive competition, right? Yeah, and, and actually made the final group. He made the final eight. Yes. Uh, which happened? So in the final eight, you get bracketed into four and four, and then the top two out of those two four four groups um, go to a final four, and then those final four go down to the final two, and then you have your winner. Uh, he. He couldn't make it out of the final, uh, I guess you call it the quarters. Right. Uh, he couldn't make it out of the quarters because he, the longest drive I think he hit was 398 in the quarters. And the longest drive inside of his, uh, the time he was there was 417 was the longest he yeah. hit. Uh, Berkshire ended up winning again. So uh, yeah, he hit a 420... No, 419 yards. 422 was last year. 419 yard drive, and the guy who finished second was 417. <laughs> so, so he just just beat him out. But, um, but, but, but I mean, speaking of 400 and some odd yard drives, Bryson on the one par five on day one. Yeah. What was it? 417 yeah. yards. He yeah. crushed that ball. He had a he had a, a 70 yard approach. To the par five. Yeah, yeah, no, but he cut it, cut he all cut, the water, cut everything, and, and he and 417 yards. There, there's a picture floating around on Instagram and Facebook, if or just on the internet in general, if you wanted to go and have a look at the the lines from Garcia on the par five to uh, Bryson on the par five. It's it is, crazy. It is a different. It's it's a, it's a different world of golf. It's like men playing against boys at yeah. that point. Yeah, it's like you know you you, you got to. You got less than a gap wedge in, and and Sergio's still going to pull out a seven iron, six iron, maybe 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 something. I, I don't know. He, he's not into the he's not into the low wedges. That's nope. for sure. Nope. And um, I, one thing about Bryson, I mean, uh, on Saturday afternoon, I really hate in this format how there's gimme putts. Like yes. I, like I really I, I do. I, I I'm that. a purist that. You can miss a short putt. Yeah. I don't care if you're a pro or not. Make them drain everything. Not only that, but even if it's just for the mind games or whatever it is, make them lock in and make their putts. I wouldn't give them anything. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would make them putt everything. But my take on it is it, that even like when they would put their putters on, down by the hole. Well, Bryson did that after they didn't give him the one putt on number one on Saturday but, afternoon, But the European right? guys did it as well. Yeah. Right? And, it, and that just adds to the... It's team playing team here. Yeah. And if you're not going to give me this putt, I'm not giving you that putt. And you That's can, right. You can put your putter down and show how far, how inside the putter length it was. It doesn't matter. Yep. That's I'm right. I'm not giving it to you. You put that shit out. But but I agree with you. I think everything should the ball should go in the hole. Hundred percent. But I mean, some of the other uh, some of the other craziness from the Ryder Cup. Jordan Spieth shot probably the shot of the tournament. Yeah. Where he was hanging up on the lip on the one hole basically had to shoot it straight up i don't even know how he hit the ball and he landed to within like four feet it was amazing it was a wild shot yeah was that, it, that it was, was friday it was buried right in the cabbage and like I mean, on an angle like this on a and he almost and came angle. straight back down yeah. into lake michigan yeah. <laughs> that's how wild it was he he played really well um he lipped a putt on i want to say saturday against Roman garcia yeah, because Ramon Garcia ultimately ended up winning that match. But he lipped a putt for birdie on Saturday, and it went completely in the hole, rolled around the lip underneath the hole, and came, came back up came and sat on the lip. Yep. It was wild. I saw that one. That was pretty crazy. Um, but all in all, I thought that was a really good event. I, I enjoyed, for the first time, seeing 
team events in golf. Yep. I really enjoyed that event. That, that's something I'll look forward to. I'll, I'm going to look forward to the President's Cup, and I'll be looking forward to the Ryder Cup Absolutely. in two years. That, yep. was, that was a blast. Yeah, it was well put on. And, I mean, congratulations to Team USA, who now uh, holds the Ryder Cup, uh, got it back. And uh, we'll have to see what the future holds for ROM and the Europeans. Yep. Um, when they, uh, I do believe someone had said something about it being in Rome or something like that. So I'll have to check into that coming up in a couple of years and and see where it's at. I mean, outside of that, we uh, we've just been golfing as much as we can the last little bit. Yep. We're trying to, anyways. Yeah, I haven't been getting through too many rounds. No, you've kind of been. I I just feel like, and I mean, even with my game, I I feel like we're just not engaged. Like, like our season is over. So, at the beginning of the year, when I first got my membership, I, I remember a conversation I had with a co-worker of mine, uh, an old Scotsman that uh, has been playing golf as in, uh, for as long as I've known him. Yep. And at the end of last year, we had a conversation about golf when he said he wasn't going out as much. He says, no, I'm good. Right? And I said, well, how can you ever golf yourself out? He goes, you can you can you can golf yourself out, and I didn't believe him. I thought he was. I'm like, you're just a crazy old Scotsman. Uh, how can you golf yourself out? And then we got our membership this year. Yep. And when we got up to the finale of our season, uh, I think I've golfed out. I think you were fatigued coming into the end of the season. I agree. To, to be honest, like when your play started to drop off, I I don't necessarily. I I think it's just a matter of again, this is our first season where we've actually got a membership where we were religiously going, you know, yep. three to five times a week, sometimes more earlier in the year. Yep. You know, I, I look back on my own season and early in the season, I was down there four to seven times a week. Yep. Uh, you know, whether it was driving range nights where I was actually working on my game and, and going to the putting greens, or it was, you know, we were putting it around, or I was hitting 100 balls and then going and putting it around and then hitting some more balls and then going playing another 18. It's just... I, I don't feel, you know, the last couple of weeks when we're out playing, if I make a bad shot, I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right. But, but even that, I, I look at your game, and I look at how, how your progression through holes has improved. Yep. Your drive off the tee box is starting to become a little straighter. Yep. You're still a little wild on some, but your your ability to scramble out of that, like today, today we were down, and hole number one was drive just off to the left, second shot on. Two, two putt for par. Two putt for par. We got on hole number two. You hit it down the left side. Got um, it a little bit into the shit. A little bit. So um, I just took a six, and I wanted to just get it out somewhere I could hit it. So I popped it out 100 yards, took a uh, took a gap wedge, just put it on, put and then on. one putt for par. Right. <laughs> I look at how you progress that way, and I, I see how, how your game is developed. Yep. I don't see my game developed like that. I, I kind of lost where I was earlier in the year and that I think a lot has to do with fit golf fatigue yeah and, and maybe not even physically just mentally too yeah I, yeah. I, I think it's I a would, combination of, of both I wish I had Harris English's uh, mental game <laughs> yeah well, well I mean mental mentally it's important right and I, I mean I even started listening to a golf mental podcast today. yes so and I mean because I do recognize that it is a big part of of my problem is, yep. is to now especially when we're just going out to play rounds is to be engaged in the game yep um, I think we went out Saturday uh, I think I started Saturday double triple triple and I was done after nine I'm like yeah I don't need to do this anymore today I started uh, double triple and then I kind of brought it back a little bit but then when, when we made the turn and got back to the back nine 
after the par five, uh, number fourteen. On number fifteen, you kind of got 15, eaten up by the wind. I got eaten up, and I was done. I didn't play. I just sat in the cart and played. Just drove around. Yeah. Because uh, because it it's not fun for you. It, no, and and I mean if you look, if you would have looked at my iron swings on fifteen, uh, my drive off the tee box came up short, but I still made it across the 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 creek. Uh, I still had an iron shot in, and I chunked it so bad it even it hurt. <laughs> but my swing was terrible. So then I walk up to the ball. Literally, I walk up to the ball because I didn't have to take a cart to get to it. Yeah. And I change clubs and I make another hack at it, and it and it just didn't go anywhere. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm physically done. I so I sat in the cart, and that's the mental part of it. I mean, I've got my membership paid for twice. Yep. With the amount of rounds I got in. Yep. Um, so you're really not losing anything, right? So, so and I mean, going it, back to going back to the conversation I had with Alex, and I said he was full of shit that you could golf yourself out. Here I am, first year with my membership, and I am officially golfed out. And how many rounds of a round have you played, or roughly? Um, I don't have an accurate count, but I am in the low 90s for sure. Damn. And I mean, I was, like, the first week or two, especially after our tournament, and, and I mean, putting a cap on our season and having a really good final round and, and, and being able to, to lock down a win in that regard, it was almost like I just let my focus go yeah. because, because it was like, okay, we're good. I, I've, I've won what I needed to win. Now we're just going to play some fun golf. And for, for the first week or two when that happened, it was, you, I, you struggled. I was frustrated. Yeah. Like, like I wasn't like, I don't get like frustrated like you get, but I, but I was frustrated to the point where I was like, okay, like, you know how to play golf. You, you can play these shots. Like what's but, happening here. But again, even for hackers like us, you still have to be engaged to the game. Correct. Like, yeah. if you're going to go play golf. You just have to, you're going to play golf. And I mean, I find my mom. So here's my scenario. Okay. So when I'm at home now, since the season has ended. Yep. Okay, when I'm home, I want to be at the golf course. As soon as I get to the golf course. You want to go home. And put the bag on the cart. I want to be home. Yep. And it's, it's, it's wild. It's mind boggling, right? Right. So, I'm, so even before I get up to the number one tee box, I'm like, I'd rather be home. See, and I don't like. But I, but I do know that the end of the season's coming. Yes. And there's going to be uh, a few months here where we're not going to touch a golf club unless we. We well, we can we check out a simulator unless somewhere. Unless we go to a simulator, because I think that I, we talked about it last time. There was a simulator opening here. Yeah, there's a simulator opening. Um, Cottonwood actually has a simulator that they've had, or they'll have two this year because they added a second one. But they've had a simulator in there the last couple years. Um, Desert Bloom added a simulator. Did they? And also, who's your caddy has a simulator. Dude, oh yes, yeah. I was actually, um, I was actually in that place. Yeah, uh, I was actually thinking about giving them a call and uh, speaking of who's your caddy and and may, possibly seeing if they do a putter fitting, just because I want to go down and we've been talking about putters because you're you've been on the look for one. Yeah, and, and I I would and for my knowledge because I'm such a nerd in in different ways. I mean, I like my Maltby Mallet putter and I really think it's a putter that's good for me because I tried it. Yes, uh, I took it out. For for a couple of rounds. Yeah. Yep. And I will agree. Uh, that thing is money. Well, I love the... And you brought it up. I couldn't... I never really pinpointed it until you said it. It's the it's the face insert where, where insert. it's a feel putt, yep. right? Or a feel putter. The, the the ability to control pace with that putter is is unbelievable. Yep. I, I, again, I was shocked when I started using it on the, the, putt, the practice screen. And then when I took it out to the, to the course... And got and managed to get on a few greens where I could actually use the damn thing. Your your backstroke does not change. It doesn't matter how far away from you 
how far you are away from the hole. Your backswing only comes back a certain way. It's your follow-through that gets you That's the right. pace you need. That's right. And I found inside that three-foot range, yep, it's it's 100%. So I've used a few putters this year because I'm, I'm a traditionally a blade guy, an old traditional blade guy. Yep. And the ability to control the pace inside of three feet is very difficult. Yep. I have a, a mallet putter that I, I hate, literally hate hitting inside three feet because the ball absolutely explodes off the face. And more, if you're not online, you're going past the hole, and you're going to have a longer putt coming back. So I tried your Scotty Cameron that you had. Yes, uh, yeah, the Scotty Cameron blade, blade yeah. style. I don't mind that one. I'm um, not a see. I and when you were using the mallet, I used that one, and I don't mind that one so much for for pace control. I I don't really have too much of an issue with pace. I just find that with it being the blade and with the way that the neck style is. It's just not, I can feel that it's just not right for me because I, I just don't feel like I have a cr- as crisp of a line when yeah. I putt. Like today I had my mallet putter and we were on f- six, no, five. We were on five. And I, I took, I took my, uh, my tee shot into the cabbage in the, in the left. I took a 60 and I'm like, well, I'm going to have to really hit it to get it out of here. Well, it came out hot. So I came out, I'm on the back side of yep. the green, and oh, yeah. it was like, and what, a 70-foot 70, 70 70 putt? Yeah, because the pin was, was in, in the front. In the front, you went off just on off the, the back. Off the back, yeah. yeah. So you, I, I got up there, and I kind of was like, well, i got to aim it real real right and, and get it to the crest because it's, it's downhill. Tiered. Yeah, it's tiered, so there's a crest, and the pin is on the lower tier. That's right. So I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, I just need to get it to the crest. And hopefully it'll break and it'll be nice. So I, I step back, I did my putting routine, and I hit my putt, and I'm like, ooh, is it gonna get to the crest? Like it's and real it, close. And <laughs> it did. It just it just hit the crest and got a little bit of roll down the crest, and then it picked up its speed. Yeah. And rolled right out and tunk right Se- in the hole. Yeah, center cut for a nice bird. That was, that felt good. And I think it. I I truly believe that putt. It was longer than your Tabor putt. My eagle putt and your Tabor. Eagle putt and Tabor. I truly believe it was longer than that. Well, it wasn't a more, and it was a more difficult putt because it wasn't. Tier, it wasn't yeah. a straight, a straight exactly. putt, right? Yeah. You had to read the tearing. But back to the multi putter. Yeah. Um, when I used it, I can. I really liked how it controlled the pace of the golf ball. The ball doesn't explode off the face with the weight of the putter. It just controls that pace really well, and I found I really liked that putter. And that, if I was gonna, if I was gonna. Put my mind and stick with a putter now. That would be the style I'd want. Well, is, is that style? But I want to try some more first. Yeah, yeah. And again, every there's, um, there's that putter like um, uh, Chris McKeon uses with a well, with the center shaft. Center shaft. Yeah, I would really like to track down a right-handed center shaft to try. Well, I mean, where the shafts are, whether it's got the plumber's neck, the shaft, the short slant in it, or the uh, the center shaft, the the slant in it, all of that stuff is just stuff we would have to play with, right? But I mean, um, every putter selector that I've that I've went through online, because I mean, some you know Callaway and yeah. different clubs have that have their like wedge or their whatever selector that you answer a couple questions and they'll give you a really good idea of what you should be looking for. Everyone for me has told me I need a mallet, which makes sense, yeah, because I, I'm I'm most comfortable with a mallet putter in yeah. my hand. Um, however, things like the length of the putter, the lie of the putter. The loft of the putter, the weight of the putter head, all stuff that I I would really love to know because, I mean, I would really love to customize like a tailor-made spider, you know, to to, to fit my bag completely if that was something that fit where I needed. 
So, I mean, ultimately, I just like that information so that in the future, if I want, I can go and do something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it'd be fun and something we could document even on here if we went and did something like that. Like a, like a putter fitting or a, or a driver fitting or yep. something, right? Because yep. I know that's... Uh, now, with my irons fitted, it, it's just a matter of time before I, I look at fitting something else in my bag. And, I mean, you're going to have to figure out eventually something, yep. what you're going to do in your bag. And Darren and I were talking today while we were on the course. I currently have five wedges in my bag. Pitching wedge, gap wedge, 52, 50, or yeah, 52, 56, 60. And I was like, you know, I never hit my 52. I might as well drop it out of my bag and add a five wood. Yeah. I was like, because I have a five hybrid mm-hmm. and I have a four hybrid. But if I had a five wood with a little bit more distance, I mean, not that I ne- really need it, but it's just yeah, something I mean, else to play with. It's, that would be something you could work in and try. Yes, depending on the course we play. Exactly, because, again, when I look at when you're playing at Cottonwood, we're playing strictly from the Black Snow, which is the Yes, the, the, fur, furthest, the furthest ones box. back, yeah. Um, I mean, where's where's the gap in your bag? distance-wise there really is none you, you don't have one no right so it would be just something to play with that's right right yep i find i hit my three wood and my five wood really well yep i've lost my driver a little bit because i tried i've tried a new um tailor-made r9 yeah it matches your three wood right because I met, i've got a tailor-made r9 three wood that i bought and i really liked so big dave had a tailor-made r9 driver in his in his vehicle that he wasn't using so i've taken it out i've used it probably for about four or five rounds now started off really well but i'm right back into that driver yips off the tee box so seeing i i'm speaking of driver a lot for a couple days there i was you know when i was struggling a little bit with everything else my driver came around yeah and then lately now that now that i'm I'm, I'm starting to shot you know get everything else kind of uh, dialed back in i've been trying to hit my driver on a couple holes and it's just like it's nails on a chalkboard when i hit that thing i'm i wonder what it's like to have everything in your golf game working at the same time oh i I, I wonder what if you ever find out let me know because i've never seen it it's crazy. It, it would it would be uh, you know I'm just happy when my putters going and my and my wedges are going because that's all I that's all I really care about. If that's going, I can put up a really good score. So yeah, I will work on stuff. I'm 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 not sold on my uh, Wilson D sevens anymore. Yep. Because um, they are a performance helping uh, uh, iron. Yeah. I don't think I need that anymore. No, and I mean the winter time is the perfect time to kind of look and, and keep an eye out for stuff, yep. right? And I mean. Because typically, if you're if you're gonna get anything custom, it usually takes a month to two months yeah. before it comes out. So I mean, we got lots of time over the winter. We can hit up any of uh, any of the simulators. I mean, get some swings in and just just yeah. just keep our try and keep our swing as fluid as we can, right? Because I mean, we're gonna lose some of that touchy stuff, but uh, I mean that that's pretty normal losing the putter and the wedges as, as you don't play yeah. because that, that's all feel. But I mean, as long as we can kind of keep our our arms free and and swings ready to go, and then by the time we're ready for the next season, we'll be laughing. You plan well, on changing anything for your bag for next year? Um, I'm not like, in a like. I, okay, I'll say any drastic changes. I'm not in a rush to make yeah, any drastic yeah. changes to my bag. Uh, I mean, I I really I love the bomb tech wedges in my bag, but I feeling different wedges that that I've seen people play with. And I've been doing a lot of research on the bounce and the loft and the stuff like that on the wedges because I, I wasn't really sure what it meant. And I've been doing a lot of uh, wedge selector tools because I really want to take my 52, my 56, my 60, take them out of my bag and actually get ones that are more fitted to what I need. You know, with my plus two upright lie, 
and then the bounce and the grind that's specific to how I'm going to play those clubs. I've kind of been playing with those. So there's a good chance that, that next year I may have a couple new wedges in the bag uh, and, and may go that route. Yeah, and I mean, I may add a... I've always been on the lookout for a five wood. I mean, it's not something that I'm like drastically have to have, but uh, but I've always kind of been keeping my eye out to see if one that matches my set kind of comes up that I could maybe grab. But I mean, if not, that's not the end of the world. But other than that, I mean, I think I, I like my bag yep. uh, the way it is. If something comes along that can improve my bag that I that I think is good, then I'll probably I w- look at adding it. If I do do a putter fitting and I get my proper specifications and I get an opportunity to maybe get a full custom one, I might go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's all stuff that I'm not in a hurry to do. Yeah, I, I mean, my bag is... My bag is set. If, if next year's golf season was here and, and I have to play with what's in my bag, oh, yeah, I'm totally comfortable yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would pull the Wilson D7s out again for next season if, if over the winter I don't find anything I like or have it in my mind that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the change. But uh, that would be the first thing I would change is, is I would I – would, uh, but, again, I don't know what I would go with because I'm so – we're so new at this, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I got invited to, by PXG to go to Edmonton to do a club fitting, but, I mean, that's a six-hour drive. Yeah. One way. Yeah, it's a long ways just for a club just, fitting. Just for a club fitting when I could do that here, right? Yep. Um, but I am interested in the PXG clubs because they, they just released a, a retail version of a driver, and it's 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 affordable. It's in the, you know, under $300 range. Yeah, I and, think and it was like 225 250 yeah, or something. Where, this is where it all started. I... I messaged I, I posted on one of their that I would really like to try that retail driver and then it was chatting back and forth with the representative and they said why don't you just come to Edmonton to do a club fitting well I'm in southern Alberta they're in northern Alberta yeah it's a little, little bit of a long a way to go out of the way so here's another question for you speaking of like who's your caddy yeah when you're dealing with like uh, golf club places like that are you intimidated when you walk in uh I used to be I, I honestly like when before we really got into playing golf and we play like you know 10 12 times a year where we're kind of just going out with our buddies and and really I mean I would consider myself a not a not really a good golfer not even an average golfer at that point right just just a guy out there hitting balls and it's like I was a little intimidated walking into places like that because you just don't know how you're going to be received because golf in a lot of places is hoity-toity. You bet. And, and I mean... Bet. Hence, it, that's why I bring it up because I've been in... The, I, w- I went in there once. I didn't quite get that get that feeling of being intimidated. And maybe, yeah. maybe it's because I played a shit ton of golf this year. But I, when I walked in there, I wasn't that intimidated. Guys were in there and they were in, on the simulator. They were on the putting green. I just kind of did my tour, right? And, and walked around, but I didn't get that feeling of being intimidated anymore. I think like I think the first time I was in there a couple years ago, I walked in and I was looking for something, and I looked at the prices, and I was just like, well, "Oh my I, god, this place is not for me." That, that's a whole <laughs> when it comes to prices, for yeah, golf yeah. So that's a I, I was a little bit intimidated I, there because I wasn't at that point yes. where I needed to, wanted to spend money and in I'm my still bag, right? A budget golfer, yep. Hence the Kirkland wedges in my bag. I'm yeah, a budget golfer, and and when it comes to drivers and irons and stuff, I love I love my my cheapies yep uh so when we talk about club fittings and stuff like that um you know that's that's a that's a that's a, a next tier jump for me when it yeah comes and, and like i mean that. i kind of took that jump this year when i did my irons right yeah. and i just think it's natural to progress that way and honestly like i say i really think maybe it wasn't the club specifically that helped my game 
but they helped me lock in and put the time in because now I had invested into yep. my game. So it's like, okay, you have the tools now that you've invested time and money into. Now you need to invest more time into the game and actually work with them, which is, you know, help motivate me to do so, which helped my game as the year went along. And before, like, the end of the season, as you were, we were going into the finals for our league um, and our championship, uh, your game was right there. Your game was, was mint. But someone else I want to bring up, Clark. Yeah. Clark's game has really started to improve even after the season. He has continued to improve. Yes, yeah, he he was great last weekend. Yep. T- today, his front nine, I think he shot a thirty nine. Mm-hmm. He had a couple bad holes, yep. but he had two birdies. He was getting he was getting lots of birdie looks. I swear to God, if he learned how to putt, he would he would be deadly. <laughs> um, I mean, he just struggles a little bit with the putter, but I mean, it's coming around. Yeah, watching so watching a guy like uh, Josh. Yep. Uh, start breaking a hundred regularly. So yep. His game was improving, and seeing how Clark is improving. Yep. Um, that's cool to see. Yeah, like, Clark in, was improving. In, Dave, Dave came out last weekend, and he played really yep. well as well. Yep. So seeing all these guys play a little bit more golf and their game getting a little bit better. It's almost like there's a sweet spot for the amount of rounds you gotta got to yeah, play yeah, to, to, uh, to to have it play your best game. It kind of seems that way. Yeah I, do, I'm, yeah, I don't know how many more rounds I'm going to get in before before we shut her down. I, well, I grabbed a couple tee times next weekend. I know it's Thanksgiving on Monday. But I mean, yeah, I, gra- I grab. Still going to be around, so yeah. I'm probably still going to want to play. Yeah, I, but I think I'm going to limit it this week. Uh, I've got a tee time book Tuesday again for me and my daughter. Yep. Just to go down and do nine holes because because that's going to run out for us as well. Yep. But I do believe that's going to be. Um, I think I'm going to go down to the driving range with Darren this week. Yep. Working on a few things because we were we before we left the course today. I was talking about my swing and how how poor my uh, my takeaway with my irons were. And that's how I could, why I couldn't get back down and make good contact with the ball. And uh, so we were working on stuff in the parking lot. So I really want to take that to the driving range and give that the the once over before the season's over. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I mean, that's you know, I've this weekend especially, I made a ha- I made a habit to go a little early because um, usually I like to be there a bit early and hit like my my small warm up bucket. But typically, I like to hit one large bucket of balls and just kind of work progress through my bag the way i like to progress through it and uh i haven't been doing that the last few weeks so this and and it kind of shows yes yeah i'll give you that yeah so this week i you know the last few days i've kind of done that re-engage get focused on my putting despite you know not really quote unquote having anything to really play for it still frustrates me when it's like okay you should be able to make those shots. And I mean, if you get a close birdie or you get a close eagle opportunity and you, you happen to miss it or, or you just make a really poor swing on, on, especially on Cottonwood where we've played like 75 plus times. Yeah. I mean, it can be aggravating. I mean, like today I was even through two and then on three, I fucking put two balls in the fucking water and took a seven. That was, I don't know. It That's was, kind of been my mantra. Per, per, last, like, perfect drive in. onto the fairway and then two into the fucking water. And yeah. I'm like, what am yeah. I doing? <laughs> but that's uh, golf for you. Yeah, it's golf. Um, it, it is what it is. So uh, next season. Yeah. We're going to have our league again. We're going to do our second year for our championship. Yes. Yeah. We're, we'll probably uh, come up with a schedule probably sometime after Christmas sit down, try and allow enough for us to play out of town town uh, tournaments and stuff like that. I, I, we, we were talking about when we're going to have our cha- – we're probably going to end our championship or have our championship, sorry, uh, a little earlier. 
Yeah, I, I would say end August, early September. Yeah, like, like first weekend, maybe a couple weekends earlier. Because that would give us September to to play a bunch of tournaments. Correct. Yeah, because September is usually when we have yeah. all the year-end stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, because uh, we our, um, our championship this year was on the weekend of the... 17th and 18th. 17th and 18th, and yeah. that weekend there was the uh, Cypress tournament. That's right. So that's when we could think about getting in as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be... We're not quite sure how many tournaments we're playing next year. Yeah. But we're going to try and play in as many as we possibly can and take as many of our guys as we possibly can to go and do these tournaments. Yeah, of course it's going to... I mean, there's there's going to be financials and everything. Who can afford what is going to yeah. be in there as well. But, I mean, we're going to try and get as many guys out to these events as we can. Um, there's, a dra- it, there's a draft. There's the draft tournament. I'm yeah, gonna, the draft golf I'm tournament. Plug it again. Yeah, we're going to that draft tournament. I don't care if I don't play in another tournament, other than Rolling Hills, because I will play in a Rolling yes. Hills tournament. But that draft tournament is something that I'm. Uh, when they put out the date for when it is, um, we'll plug it on. That, it. We'll plug it on social media on our at Mulligans and Hackers Golf on uh, Instagram and at Mulligans and Hackers Golf on Facebook. And uh, we're we're going to mark that, and we're going to that's going to be on the calendar. And we're going to be there. As many of the guys that want to in marker, that gonna, in marker, in marker, it's going to be there, and we're going to go to that. Yeah, no, we'll we'll come up with our uh, with our tour schedule. Um, it might not be twenty events, or it might be spread out a little bit more. We we kind of haven't gotten into the logistics, logistics yet because we haven't even really looked at a calendar for next year to see no to see and, what, where we are. And I mean, again, I, I think uh, there's some different ideas that we potentially want to look at. I'm sure we'll come up with a couple of drafts, pass it back and forth before yep. before we come out with something that's uh, that we finalize. And I mean, because we do want kind of the consensus amongst the. The core group. The, the core group, which is which you know, there's a half a dozen guys that really made the effort to come out all year. Yep. Um, and we want we want input from those guys as well. Yeah, we want to try and uh, try and get try and keep everybody as involved as as we can, right? Which is the goal. I mean, because ultimately we're just a bunch of guys that are playing just, golf. just having a blast <laughs> playing golf, playing right? Golf. I mean, Darren said it today. He's like, I uh, he's like, I really love our our group of guys that we golf with. Yeah. And again, uh, uh, I, I said that to Clark today. I was like, you know, it, it's nice. Our, our golf group is nice. It's nice to have three guys that uh, get out and golf. I, I mean, the last little bit, four guys with Dave when he joins yeah. us. And uh, Clark, he's like, well, you mean you mean two? He's like, because Alvin's only here like part time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so there's yeah. that. <laughs> my, my, my enthusiasm is definitely waning in the last few weeks. Yeah, you just, I mean... You make a you make one bad shot and it seems to ruin your round. But I mean, again, you you could just be you're right. You're you're mentally and physically golf fatigued, right? So I mean, why be out there and put yourself through the the fall temperatures and yeah. the fall weather to play the game if you're not going to at least well, you're play decent? In, but, but even not engaged to play decent, like yeah, your mind's not there. Your right? mind's not there. So you make that bad shot, you're not engaged enough to to recover from it that's right right that's right so that's kind of where my mental game is right now and i mean it's a it's a hell of a lot easier to recover from a bad shot when you're you know you have something to play for or the weather's nicer outside or you have other factors that are like okay deep breath yep need to refocus this this shot still counts let's go here but I mean, right now we're at a point where we're ultimately we're just playing out the string. We're yep. like we're like a, you know, we're like a sports team that just has <laughs> nothing to play for, yep. other than to just play the game. Yeah. And uh, I so mean, I'm up, I'm up over. I think I'm at like 100, 112, 111 rounds. Jesus. So it's uh, I may be getting a little bit golf fatigue too. I mean, I'm 
a little bit younger than you, so I can't really use fatigue as a, as a uh, as an excuse. Yes, and, I am. I am the oldest guy on this tour. Yes, the oldest guy. So uh, you know what? I'm going to take the granddaddy status. Yep, and say fuck all you little. Uh, I'm not uh, even the youngest yeah, guy on the tour, so that's nice. I'll take days off when I want. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how the the new season comes up. I mean, I'm sure Dave, Clark, uh, Darren, Chris, Josh, uh, my dad, my cousin, uh, Chris and Jake they'll they'll all be back next year. And, yeah. and whoever and whoever else we, we end up we, adding in, we have we have entertained the idea of getting at least maybe a couple more guys in that would that would play a lot of a lot of rounds as well. Yeah, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to get two full groups, yeah. uh, like to have to have to have, least, to have two full groups every every event. Yeah, because then it would be you know a little bit more competition, a little bit more uh, solid numbers all the time. But I mean, again, that's a work in progress, and yeah, and, and we're very selective with who we like in our group, or yeah, well, you are anyway. I'm very very so. selective, yes, because yeah, I, you're kind of a crotchety old man. So. I am, and because of my age, I'm entitled to it. That's fair. That's fair. No, that, that's that's why we uh, have to be selective who rides in the cart with you. Yep, I agree. I yeah, mean, I, I don't let just anyone ride in the cart with me. That's right. I don't let just anyone play in a group with me. I, I know I'm I am that guy. I'm I'm crotchety that way. That's all right. We 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 tolerate you because we don't we don't mind you so much. No, yeah, you you guys actually know me, so that that's the difference. People that don't know me really think I'm an asshole, and I get it. Ah, I mean, we're all assholes. Yeah. It is what it is, but yeah, we're fun assholes. Yeah, ultimately, we're just out here having fun and, and playing golf, right? I mean, yeah, like I, we said early in the podcast, we got two to three, two, two to three weeks left. I mean, I'm not my golf is virtually. I mean, another thing of, that that I've checked out for is I'm not playing at all during the week now because I have other commitments. Yes. So I mean, I only ever pick up my my irons and my my drivers uh, on the weekend. Yep. So I mean, there, there's a lot less, a lot less time I'm spending at the course now. I've rolled up my putting mat and trying to get tried to get my putter kind of dialed back in, and, and I mean, I, I've seen life from that the last little bit just by putting in my living room. But I mean, ultimately, again, I have so many other commitments going on that it's kind of like you know, golf season's kind of coming, coming and going. And we're gonna we're gonna enjoy a break from yeah. it for a little bit. And your fall and winter commitments. Um, I could only imagine what the PGA guys felt when you know th- their season wrapped around. They had like a week off. Yeah, and then and they're back, back playing. It. I mean, speaking of which, uh, uh, Sam Burns just won the Sanderson Championship today. Um, second, I think the second PGA Tour event of the season. Maybe. Yeah, I, I believe it's the second I, PGA again, Tour event really of the watched. season. Uh, I haven't even because really the first one was was the week before the Ryder Cup. That's, right. That's the yeah. one where John Rahm uh, was minus one, didn't make the cut, which was probably good for him going into the Ryder Cup. Uh, one other thing we didn't touch on for the Ryder Cup, um, it was the inaugural uh, Jackless Nicklin Awards. Jack Nicklin. Or Jack, uh, but it was Jackless Nicklin or something. They they had oh, pronounced right. it as yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the, each each team had uh, one winner. Um, DJ Dustin Johnson won for the Americans because he was five and zero, and uh, Sergio won for the uh, Europeans. So that was kind of nice to see. I, I love the Ryder Cup. I'm pre- I'm pretty pumped to see the Presidents Cup coming. I mean, hell, who knows if we get enough fucking guys going into our group, maybe we'll be able to split into groups at the end of the year or something and have a, a, a similar type type thing in the future. I was thinking about that too. That'd be amazing. Throughout the entire Ryder Cup, I was thinking, you know, maybe we can do something like that as well. Well, I mean, I kind of. Uh, 
was I what was I checking out? Oh, uh, the Alberta Amateur Tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. You you talked to those guys yes. a bunch on, yep. on social media. Um, they actually split their their top performing uh, guys into. Uh, they called it a President's Cup or whatever they wanted to call it, and it was uh, a blue team versus a pink team, and they played it out to a winner. Nice. So it's pretty sweet. I seen that on their social media, nice. which was kind of cool, and that kind of gave me the idea. I'm like, you know, if we keep going in the next few years, if yep. we get to a decent size, you know, maybe we can do that. Yep. Right. Yep. It's you again using the PGA Tour kind of as. As a, a uh, as a model of the things that we could do if we have enough people yeah. and, and i mean ultimately making you know because when you start doing stuff like that it just brings more fun into it i agree and, and more I stuff agree. that we could do i agree so it's cool and we with the, the the core group of guys we have that's a really good start absolutely i agree so maybe it maybe next season at the season after next season if we get a few more guys involved that are committed and are good dudes that we would want to, you know, do something like that with, then we'll we'll consider something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always open to uh, adjusting the schedule and, and making some changes. Again, we're we're kind of learning as we go, and I mean, the same with our podcast and everything else. It's I mean, it's amazing to me that we have so many listeners that are so many downloads through our through our eight podcasts and this our ninth, and we appreciate every single one of them. I ca- I truly cannot believe that. Us being two regular dudes that are just starting uh, the hobby golf full time, how many interactions we've had with with golf oriented uh, people? Yeah, the individuals, uh, companies, companies, individuals, um, other podcasts. Yeah, I mean um, different different clubhouses from 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 not just like this is what kind of blows my mind. It's like we're we're two dudes in in southern Alberta. Yep. And and we've talked to people in Europe, Australia, United States. It's been absolutely wild. Yep. Other side of Canada. Yep. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of buddies in Newfoundland. Yep. That uh, do almost just two dudes that do the kind of the same thing we do. They travel around, play some golf courses in Newfoundland. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, tra- I chat with those guys. It's wild that we started this at the beginning of the summer and. With the followers we got on Instagram, and just the interactions has been—it's grow—it's growing faster than I ever thought that it was going to do. Like, like I mean, when when you approached me with this idea earlier this year, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, that's cool, I'm in. Yeah, and, and I mean, I had zero expectations. Like, uh, I, we're, so we're, ju- I mean, we're just going to play some golf, get some buddies together. I mean, we have a pretty solid group of guys. And, I mean, I didn't really know, uh, like, I, I knew Dave okay. or Well, not personally, but I, but I knew Dave because my daughter and his daughter are friends. Uh, I didn't really know Clark all, all that well. I mean, I've met Chris a few times, hadn't really gotten yeah. to know him very well. Uh, and I mean, it was awesome. I guess, yeah, even those relationships yeah. that we've that we've built throughout the year is pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, we all kind of work in the same industry, but it's like you know, we work for different different companies, yeah. so it's not like we're talking to each other every day. It's been it's been a, it's been wild, and I I still don't know where we're going to continue this. This this is the end of season one, so we'll have a season two when we start our Mulligans and Hackers League season two. That's right. But we're gonna have we're gonna have some other things coming up over the winter. Yeah, anything that comes up, we'll pop out a little um, so individual podcast. We'll we'll be putting out our, our our posts saying that something's coming. We've been engaged with some pretty cool people. Yeah, and I mean, we 
you know, sometimes things come up out of the blue. And yep. I mean, if something exciting comes up or we get involved with something exciting, uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know on social media. We might, I mean, if it's important enough, we'll podcast about it. You bet. Uh, I mean, it probably won't be in front of the fire on the deck because it'll be <laughs> fucking minus 40 degrees outside, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, because that, that's coming. Yeah, that's, that is, that is coming. Don't, don't remind me. I mean, we're coming up here to Halloween here soon and we not looking forward to the snow. I, I wish I lived somewhere like California where we could just golf all year oh, round. Oh, God, I wouldn't want to live in California. Texas, well, well, Texas would be my area. Some, somewhere warm where we could just golf all year. Somewhere yeah. warm, but not PC. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean... It's been a great first season, guys. Yeah, it's been I, a blast. We appreciate everybody that's listened. Um, I can't believe the number of downloads for this basic podcast and the feedback that we've gotten for the podcast. Yeah, has been really. Our, our, it's, it's been amazing. It's been, more, it's been more than I ever thought we would get for something as as basic as what we do. And, and I mean, a lot of the guys, you know, some of the other podcasts reaching out to us, helping us out with different yeah, things yeah. and suggestions. And I mean, we appreciate all of that. I mean, on the screws podcast. Yeah, on the screws podcast helped uh, helped us out. Um, they they just reached out to us and you know said hey do you want some help with it or do you want to maybe do this or learn how to do this so absolutely we're always open for those suggestions because we don't we uh, we're honest, we're, we don't know what we're doing no no we're basically flying by and the seat of our we've pants gotten man. this far without knowing what we're doing which I, is amazing and it's amazing so thanks to everybody that's reached out and contacted us and we've had great interactions and great conversations with I mean um, the people companies other podcasts our own crew that we play golf with yeah um, our families for for putting up for, with us talk you know hanging out on the deck talking for an hour and a half yeah. well so, <laughs> so here, here's a question before we wrap this up and get out of here has your wife listened to any episodes uh yeah she she hasn't gone out of her way to listen to episodes but i mean my daughter listens to them pretty religiously my wife so. has listened to zero episodes <laughs> i appreciate the support honey <laughs> Uh, my wife gets a kick out of us talking about it. She, uh, Illy usually has the episodes on. So when she's cleaning the kitchen or doing her chores or whatever. So Zara, Zara always has a good chuckle about it. it it's pretty funny, but I mean, zero again, episodes. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a pretty niche group who wants to listen to us just sit here and talk about golf. Yeah. Apparently I, there's a few people there's out a few. there. <laughs> Apparently there's way more than I thought there was. Yeah. Uh, so there it is guys. Season one, we're going to wrap it up. Because we've been rambling for an long, hour, long enough. Yeah. Now. And uh, again, thanks everyone for listening. Um, keep in touch. Keep chatting with us over the uh, over the the winter months here. And uh, in the spring, we'll start this up with season number two. Yeah, you bet. Uh, stay stay safe, and I mean, may your mulligans be plenty and your hacks be findable. And uh, we'll catch you when the snow melts. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>